Hi there. You're listening to Everything Scares Me. My name is Dana Haynes, and over the last year, I have coerced my sister into letting you into her stream of consciousness so that you too can see why everything scares me. Welcome to another episode of Dead Men Don't Buy Produce. I'm your another episode of An Amalgamation of Homogenized Cows. I'm your host, Tanya Nelson. Let's talk about some big fat tinfoil hats. Okay, I want to introduce myself as the host this week. Welcome back to uh, your oily um, insides. Welcome back to another episode of your oily insides. We're, we're going to scrap that, right? <laughs> Well, I, I thought she was just going to start the episode off by calling our audience oily. <laughs> just welcome back to your oily. Oh my gosh, there's this, po- there's this, oh my gosh. One of the YouTubers that I follow, she has um, Farmhouse on Boone. Oh yeah. And it's really good. If you guys, she, I love, I love it. But I think that I, and I'm very sorry, I doubt that she would ever listen. But I think her sister also has a YouTube channel and it's called like, this oily house or something like that. <laughs> See? No. See, I, my, it wasn't that bad. Well, it was. No, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> well, and I don't know, like, I feel bad because I don't know if, I mean, I, I've i never <clears throat> heard of anybody having the last name Oily or Oil. Oh, her last name is Oily? I don't know. I don't know. That makes that's a lot only, more sense. That's the only reason I can think of that she would call well, all her... Of oil. That whole family. So what? She just like slathers herself and all of her. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think. But her brother's name was Castor Oil. This is. I'm talking about Popeye. (laughs) Well, I was gonna say I don't think it's a good idea to compare an actual human being to a cartoon. (laughs) It must be that Olive now has a YouTube YouTube channel. channel. (laughs) That's the only logical explanation. (laughs) Did you know that the woman? What's her name? The woman who played Olive Oil. In the li- in with, with Robin Williams. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I can't remember her name. It's something. It's something. It's something. Mm-hmm. It's something. It'll come to you in the middle of yeah. the podcast. Um, gosh, I swear it's on do the I tip of my to, tongue. Do I need to Google it? Yeah. Okay, I will Google it. Um, but she. Uh, oh, oh, oh! No, no. Oh, and it's because I know somebody who has the same last name. I know. I it's on the tip of my tongue too. I can't um, but she was making. I'm pretty positive she was making Popeye at the same time she was making uh, The Shining. And I'm just like, how oh. do you, Shelley Duvall? Shelley Duvall. Duvall. Well, yep. okay, I don't know anyone whose last name is Duvall, but I do I lied know about of Robert another. Duvall. But yeah, I, we that's don't the know one him. I'm thinking. Of. <laughs> I do know of somebody else whose last you know, name is Duvall. You know, he comes over for coffee sometimes. That would be fantastic. He just I, drops think. It. I feel like it wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want to come over if he's coming over, Mm-mm. but you know. Anyway, yes. All that to say, she was making Popeye at the same time she was making The Shining. I'm pretty sure. So, are you trying to say that Shelley Duvall is oily? I don't know. She kind of her name oily. is Olive Oil. And she always had her hair slicked back. Yeah, I was gonna say in The Shining, she did look a little. Well, now come being on. Attacked. That's not what this podcast is about. I would admit some extra well, oils well, if well, I was, was being say, attacked I mean, by Jack Nicholson. Too. If Stanley Kubrick made you film that scene like <laughs> Wait, 138 <laughs> times, yes, you would. <laughs> did you just say I would admit? Some extra <laughs> <laughs> you emit oil like EMF. Just it oil radiates from you. You take in enough digital <laughs> things these days. I feel like you start emitting oil. <laughs> just, just a beacon <laughs> of essential fatty acids. 
a, <laughs> a beacon of essential fatty acids. <laughs> the English language is my playing field. I don't I don't know how to speak anymore. I feel like the I English still language have is your fever. playing field. <laughs> It's my what? What do you downfall? Sounds like (laughs) (laughs) no. What's what do you say whenever something is your oyster? Oyster, oyster. That's the one. one. I was gonna. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say honey pot, and I was like, (laughs) 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 maybe not. The English language ain't nobody's honey pot. English language. Is my oyster though, so I can do whatever I want with it. I think. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Moving on. So we're talking about fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that, <laughs> I'm not really. Th- I don't. Okay, like speaking of the English language, do you have any? I could still hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to <laughs> break. <laughs> Trying to make it lesser. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Picture perfect giggle. <laughs> For a witch. <laughs> yeah. Well. So when you guys think about fat, like the word fat, mm-hmm. what do you think about? Because I, I think about I. I what do you think about? Like, what's the first thing? Do you think of several things, or does, like, one thing come into mind? I think of an outlander whenever she's, like, trying. she's in some French hospital trying to help somebody with severe burns. And the doctor dude gives her, he's an executioner, actually, but he works there, like, right. for fun. Right, and like you do. Yeah, and so he hands her this jar of stuff. He's like, put it on. And she's like, okay, so she puts it all over her hands and stuff. and uh, And she's like, what is it? And the guy goes, it's hangman's grease. Ew. It's oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fat from the from hanged criminals. Anyway. And that's Dana, what I thought. That's what you think of? <laughs> I think your tree is shedding. Lordy. Dana. Well, that's that what I thought of today. Tomorrow might be different. That is not what I meant. <laughs> Well, when I hear when I just hear the word fat with no context, I think of people too, but not <laughs> not extracted dead extracted from a person. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> okay. Okay, so here's the thing. When I am food. when I am cooking, no, not food. Oh, okay. Not food. Oh. Okay. When I am cooking, I don't I don't say, "Hey Steven, could you go in the refrigerator and give me some fat?" Yeah. I, I don't True. say, "Would True. you get in the pantry and get me that <laughs> bottle of fat?" I I say oil or butter or mm-hmm. like I've got tallow in my pantry right now. Like right. I like I think I don't really think of those things as necessarily. I know that they are fat, but I don't think of those things as fat. Mm-hmm. When somebody <clears throat> says the word fat, I think of like like living tissue, you know, like polar bears or people or whatever, yeah. like yeah. what's still on a body. And so I think it's really interesting. I, yeah. d- I don't know why this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but like just the fact that Dana was like, we're talking about fat today. I was <laughs> like, no, we're not. We're talking about like, have oil. we're talking about lipids here. Like, <laughs> <come> lipids. <on. laughs> Sometimes I think of fat it's and I think of a short thing. story we had to read back in like middle school or something like that, but it was P H A T. No. When I learned that fat oh. is also slang for cool. Cool. 
apparently. Mm. Interesting. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I have no opinion on that, actually. Yeah. But sometimes that's what I think of. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about lipids. Lipids. Okay. Want to get technical? Um, I think today we're gonna actually like we talked about last week. We just talked about. It wasn't actually last week, even if it was yesterday. I might have had a hard time recalling, but I think um, we talked about just like fats in general, like fats in your diet and. We talked mainly about like oil the and bad why, kinds of why vegetable oil, oil yeah. isn't good because right. there's like, you can't extract much fat from it. Right, right. <laughs> so I know we kind of touched on trans fats, but I want to, I want to talk about that yeah. I think, a little bit more today. Cause I feel like that's, that's like the big bad, you know, like I think yeah. most people, I think probably have heard, at least heard about trans fat and that they're not like great for you and stuff. Man, it's been a long time. I feel like there for a while I was just researching trans fat left and right and not just researching, but it's like stuff just presented itself to me and it's been a while. So I'm not going to lie. I just had to like do a little Google refresher. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of, like, one of the things that um, kind of sticks out to me about trans fat is I, I'm kind of bitter at it because like it's not even like it's just – Something that's out there. I mean, I think that there are trace amounts of trans fat in natural foods, but it's, I, I don't, I'm not even sure about that. Um, and I, I'm kind of bitter about it because it's something that was man-made that was touted as being better for you than natural fats, like butter and olive oil and all of that stuff. And so, like, it used to be back in the day that, you know, they were popping popcorn and cooking things, you know, in restaurants or whatever in regular old stuff. And then somebody decided, we're going to make this stuff and it's going to be... So what I was reading was that um, it was like somebody was doing research in this um, because they were just trying to make something that was a little bit more like cost effective and shelf stable and one thing left led to another. And before you know it, trans fat's good for you and everything else is bad for you. And, um, for a long time it became kind of, you know, like, uh, it became the fat that you use, like even Evie's recipes, you know, she had her own kitchen and household in the, um, like the fifties and sixties and all of her recipes call for oleo. Mm which is margarine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's what she was using because that's what, that's what the current health fad said to use. It's, it's healthier for you. Um, it's like getting your vegetables and some, some cookies or whatever. I don't know. Oh, I don't that know. That that's true. A t- I know. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Man? Um, you have to come in and ruin I, everything. I know. I grew up in a house where just margarine was what we used as butter. Yeah. Like that was it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it was supposed to, it was more convenient because you could take it right out of the refrigerator and it was spreadable and soft and yeah. um, it was just, it do, it is very, what was that? <laughs> you said it was very spreadable and soft and Kendra oh. just went. No. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, I remember when Kendra and I first got married, we went to the grocery store and the first thing I did just out of complete habit was grabbed a giant tub of it, mm-hmm. of like country crock. Mm-hmm. 
put it in the basket. And I think we got home and Kendra was like, why did you buy that? <laughs> good on you, Kendra. Yeah. Teaching him. Taste good? I've, I've grown a lot over the last three years because now I make my own butter. Like, <laughs> yeah, real that's true. butter. There you so go, it's like, yeah. You know? That's true. <laughs> and, I, and I think that like when, I mean, when all you eat is margarine, and margarine doesn't have much of a flavor. I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, butter does, yeah. especially like if you're getting the unsalted kind or, I mean, to me, the gold standard would be like raw milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But who does that? Um, but, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, if you, if you're used to margarine and that's all you eat and you buy the salted stuff, I don't even know if margarine comes in salted or unsalted or if it's just margarine, but I'm sure it doesn't taste bad, you know. I just think that when you're used to butter, you're like, you know, like, it's like taking a tablespoon of olive oil or something. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've had any margarine, if I'm honest. But it just it just really grinds my gears mm-hmm. that, you know, we people are just poking <clears throat> along, doing the healthy thing, having these natural products, and then one day somebody, like, invented something that was really... I mean, useless. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's useless. It's bad for you. The real stuff tastes better. The only thing about it is that it's, it's pretty shelf stable. Even, I think even at room temperature, you could. It's slightly more convenient. Yes. It's more convenient. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's the only thing that trans fat is really good for, but like they created a market for it by telling people that it was healthier for you. And I think at the time there were a couple of studies done that showed like that showed that cholesterol was bad for you and, you know, natural fats like egg yolks, like, you know, animal products and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They do, they do have cholesterol in it and they were doing a bunch of studies about um, like the effects of cholesterol on the diets of both animals and humans and in animals, I think specifically in chickens, if you give them a diet high in cholesterol, their blood cholesterol levels do go up. And then apparently in humans, if they're on a restricted diet with very little cholesterol or no added cholesterol in their diet, and then you give them cholesterol, it does it does affect their blood cholesterol a little bit. But if you have a, a human on an unrestricted diet that's just however much cholesterol is however much cholesterol, and then increase their cholesterol, it has a very minimal effect on their blood cholesterol levels. And that is because humans actually make their own cholesterol. Cholesterol is a really important component to all of our cells, um, to each and every one of our cells. And so our bodies really need it. So it's actually something that we make ourselves. And apparently, from the study I was reading, Apparently, humans are not very good at absorbing cholesterol from dietary sources. Like, our bodies just prefer to make it. So, and because we can make it, we don't really need to absorb it. Mm. So, apparently, just very small amounts of the cholesterol that we eat actually get it, gets absorbed. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we were told, we, I say we, but like, Jim and Evie were told that high amounts of cholesterol in your diet can lead to heart disease and all of this stuff. And um, so you needed to avoid animal products. And so they switched to margarine. And then it turns out that 
trans fat is actually super, super bad for you. <laughs> That's and just rude. <laughs> yeah. It is just rude. It's, just it's rude. so rude. And, um, and it's sad too, you know, and I was just reading, I was just reading something, um, Especially when you've switched to acquire a taste for something that turns out was worse for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) not only does the other stuff taste more, I guess, like, it's a matter of opinion whether you think it tastes better. But I I would say it's, I mean, I would say that, like, natural products have more of their own unique flavor. Whereas I think that a lot of margarines typically don't, (laughs) don't taste like a lot. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like they they taste like salt, right. salty, or you know whatever. And yeah. if they that's might have all a mouth feel, to, yeah, yeah, like a mouth feel. If you've gotten yourself used to that and your family used to it, and then it's like well, we have to switch to the well, we don't have to, but we should switch to this other thing. I don't know. It just seems <laughs> rude to toss people around like that. <laughs> it does seem rude. It seems very rude, <coughs> and. <laughs> oh my gosh, this baby. <laughs> hey, Who's just that after baby? Poop fixed it too. That troublesome baby. Nope. Um yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> I'm afraid to manhandle it. Okay, Do context. It. My baby pulled the plug out of my my headphone plug out of he the He pulled thing. your plug. He pulled. They, they it's foreshadowing. Do it all the time. I was about to be like, that sounds like about 50 years too soon, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> it's going to be Rylan. Donna's like, I'm getting better. <laughs> and Rylan's like, bye-bye. <laughs> I feel happy. <laughs> He's going to be the embodiment of that Cards Against Humanity card, kissing grandma on the forehead and, un- and turning off her life support. <laughs> you guys are so morbid. <laughs> Sorry, Tanya. That yeah, that went really far, really fast. Really, <laughs> I don't want to play with you guys anymore. <laughs> if you get to bully me and not feel bad about it, I need I, to find ways to do it back. I I'm only just here. ever bully you to put you in your place when you're attempting to bully me because I can't have that nonsense. <laughs> so what are you gonna do now? <clears throat> I am bullying you. <laughs> what? I am bullying you. Well, I'm not going to do it on a recording. No. <laughs> I've got more sense than that. <laughs> She's got more sense than we do, apparently. Hang on, hang Anyways, I was reading this this um, article, and I'm not sure how accurate it is, but it was saying that in America we spend something like three hundred billion dollars a year on heart heart uh, disease related health care like Americans in general there's just that much going on with people's hearts and getting heart disease and all of that and (laughs) I don't know if this is right it seems it seems ridiculous but it said that it would take something like 198 billion dollars to end world hunger (laughs) So we spend like one and a third times more every year than it would take to end world hunger. Interesting. On heart disease. <laughs> On something that we may or may not have done to ourselves with the whole... With the wrong better. kinds of yeah. foods. Yeah. And um, now, I mean, I don't know what that means. I don't know if ending world hunger means like, you know, like dropping a 500-pound bag of rice and some... Right. on a village you know what i mean like i don't, I don't yeah. know what that means i don't know if it, if that's saying if i don't know if that's like giving a man a fish or teaching them to fish right. situation yeah. you know what i mean um 
end world hunger for a day. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, but I don't know. It just kind of, it's really easy with those like really large numbers, the, the billions of dollars. It's really easy to just kind of, I don't know. Like I, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have an experience with a billion dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's an idea. I feel like, you know, it's really easy with those lofty big numbers to just mm-hmm. be like, well, it, it just is what it is, you know, because we know yeah. we, we feel like we can't do anything about it. There's no, it's not quantifiable. It's not quantifiable yeah. to us, you know? Yeah. And I remember, um, you know, like if someone in your family has heart disease, I feel like you change your diet, you, you do the things that you're supposed to do in mm-hmm. order to help them get healthier and help yeah. the situation not to deteriorate anymore. But when your whole country has, a problem with right. heart disease. It's like, what do you do? Yeah. Especially when maybe you know, like you've done the research and and it seems to you like the the guidelines kind of go against what the research says. Uh-huh. But the thing is that like heart disease in the United States is a big ship. And it's yeah. real hard to turn that around. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I remember um I remember taking an economics class one time and somebody was talking about like t- telling our teacher, aren't you concerned about like how much money we owe to all these different <laughs> countries? And like, what do you think about that? And she was like, okay, listen, if I owe you $20, that's my problem. If I owe you $20 million, that's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of the issue going on with a lot of these health related things is that like mm-hmm. when you think about it just from a family to family perspective, it's easy to say, oh yeah, well if you just if you're sick, you just do the things to get healthy. But when you think about it from like a nationwide perspective about how not everybody even knows where to start. Like I just happened upon this information because I found it fascinating and interesting and it, I go down rabbit holes really easily but how many people don't go down rabbit holes really easy and they just look up they just look up the national standard advice for people with heart disease yeah and then they just go with it and why shouldn't they it's it's done by professionals that know what they're talking about and blah 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 so why shouldn't they just trust that information right and you know it it's just a big ship to turn around when things have been done a certain way for a long time. And there's, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to just turn all of that around and make people believe something completely opposite. Yeah. Although I would say it's trending that way. I think a lot more people, you ask about trans fat. Most people know that it's bad. I guess I'm thinking just from like this little bit that I briefly researched just now, I guess not in the not too distant past, a lot of the fast food chains that had picked up using trans fats have had to alter, you know, what they, what they were doing. And so now they don't use trans fats for like frying their French fries and stuff like that. And then do you remember a while back I was trying to make that dairy free, um, frosting because one of the guests at, um, a party I was doing, um, couldn't have dairy. Mm -hmm. And I sent you to the store to get, Crisco and I was like oh, I hate using this because I know it's just nothing but trans fat it's nothing but hydrogenated vegetable oil and this is something else that I'm I don't know I don't know I don't know exactly what's going on here but something stinks because <laughs> um 
I smell something. <laughs> yes, I knew. I was like, okay, we never eat trans fat. I'm going to do this just so that I don't like cause somebody to go into anaphylactic shock. Not not anaphylactic shock to like break out in hives or whatever. Right. Um, I you know I'm not going to do that. So just this one time, I'm gonna I'm gonna use Crisco and it's going to be okay. Nobody's going to die today because of this. <laughs> and so I looked on the label for Crisco and it said. Like it actually said on the label, no hydrogenated oil or no hydrogenated whatever. But, but no, no, no. It was the opposite. It said zero trans fats. Um, it said on the on the label. And then when you look at the ingredients, the ingredients said hydrogenated, hydrogenated oil. vegetable oil. And I was like, okay, listen. <laughs> now you're like, it's, I'm, don't just smell it anymore. Here it is. Here it's something <laughs> steaming right here. Yeah. And. I don't know how people how they get away with stuff like that. And again, yeah. if you're even if you're told avoid trans fats, not if avoid trans fats in your diet because they're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And then you go and look at the label and it says zero trans fat. Yeah. But unless you know to look for the hydrogenated oil, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't know. Well, what's interesting is something similar to that, not necessarily with trans fats um, and with hydrogenated oil, but. Kendra has started to have to, my wife, for those of you, do, you know, we, we don't talk about her much. So I for need to y'all make sure. in Germany and in Ireland. And, uh, and Ireland, yes. Those of you <laughs> We in see Europe, y'all's numbers. We see you They come up. Numbers. We see your we numbers. You and we love your numbers. <laughs> but Kendra's had to start, you know, looking at products that say gluten-free on them um, to see if the ingredient list contains modified food starch because she learned that modified food starch could come from wheat and is not gluten-free. Even though the package says gluten-free, right. it says there's no wheat in this, there's none of this stuff. If it says modified food starch, she looked it up, and companies don't have to report what that food starch is because it right. could be corn or it could be wheat. barley oh. or it could be wheat or it could be any kinds of... any grains of any kind or something like that and so gluten-free things aren't necessarily gluten-free so she's had to start looking for that but she didn't know to look <laughs> for that right facility okay so it can't so, so what kendra is just saying i don't know if the microphone can pick it up clearly, i doubt but it what kendra is just saying is that like if it just says gluten-free product or whatever, then it's not necessarily gl- really gluten-free. But if it says certified gluten-free, then that you, that means that it's made in a gluten-free facility and that it's definitely gluten-free. Yeah. Right? I'm getting that right, right? Most of them. Most, most of, of them. Right, right. It's well, just really interesting, though, that they can get away with putting gluten-free on a package. Right. When in reality, well, they don't have to tell us whether or not it actually is down into the base level right, of things. Right, right. So here, we're going we're gonna to get into a whole different can of worms. Y'all. I was going to say, now we're now this episode is something about sneaky-beaky food, food companies. Sneaky-beaky Sneaky-beaky tweakies. I didn't mean to get it, to launch us into conspiracy theories. I just was saying, though, the, the right. whole idea. Well, no, and it's not, I mean, it's not, I guess you could think about it as conspiracy theories, but it's it's not really, it's just fact. And the, yeah. this is, I think that this is what, 
Like this branches into just not knowing where your food comes from. Right. Because, okay, if you are buying your food from somebody, from a farmer or a rancher or whatever that raises their stuff and you get your food from them and you know that your food is coming from this person and you get sick because of E. coli or because of whatever, you can go back to that farmer or that rancher or whatever and say, listen here, bucko. You know, mm-hmm. your food made me sick. And I like I think that most farmers or ranchers know that. And so typically like the I, It holds them accountable. Right. It holds them accountable to a certain extent. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there's some dodgy people out there that do dodgy things, but you know, I think for the most part, people that are providing a service to other people, especially business owners, they want their customers to be happy because they want them to come back. Yeah. yeah. And that especially means you don't want to kill them, you know. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing with it's our... like dead men tell no tales. Right, right. Like <laughs> Dead all, men don't buy produce. Exactly. And so here's the thing is that like now with our food system that we've got going on right now, it's so homogenized. So, you know... Produce comes from here, there, everywhere, and it all gets mixed in together. And you don't know exactly where it came from. I mean, we've all been a part of one of those, like, you know, you hear on the news three days after your grocery haul, and they say, you know, look on your lettuce bags, and if they came from this part of California, or if they have this serial number on them, then you need to not eat it throw it away don't eat it because it's been contaminated with e coli and i could go into a whole other thing about the whole e coli thing but i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna restrain myself i'm gonna restrain okay okay do it no <laughs> <laughs> um, just undid all the barriers no, she put up i just put up a bunch of barriers we're not going to talk <laughs> about that but you know so then you've got to you've got to look on your bag and make sure it didn't come from one of the places and and you know we live in New Mexico. We're a really long way from California. Yeah. And I'm sure that that lettuce made it to a bunch of other places in the country when it could have been kind of consolidated or kept in one area, but now it's like all across the United States. I, it's just a, it's just a big problem. And if that's if you can even tra- trace back to where exactly which farm it came from. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, weren't you saying with milk that, mm-hmm. like, the milk that's in your gallon jug or something came from, like, it could have come from, like, 50 different farms or no, something like that? No, it's ground beef. If you oh. buy a pound of ground beef, it, it I mean, there's probably little bits of, like, 100 different cows right. in that ground beef. Right. And, and those 100 cows, they could have come from all the same place, or they could have... There's only... I think... I want to say there's, like, three... Oh, gosh. I wish I could remember the percentages. It's something like 80% of the meat that the country uses right now is processed in like three plants in the United States. (laughs) Mm. So unless you're getting your meat from like a local rancher who's taking it to like a, a small butcher. And I mean, even the small like mom and pop butchers have to be USDA inspected. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if they're processing meat for sale. Right. Um, so, you know, if you're buying just meat from the grocery store, you're you're buying homogenized meat from who knows how many cows. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the E. coli thing comes from with yeah. with that, not necessarily from produce, but is 
it could have been one E. coli infected cow that got blended up with 99 other ones. And now the meat from, instead of just the meat from one cow making people sick, the meat from 99 cows is mm-hmm. making people sick. So, hmm. yeah. So it just. That's upsetting. Isn't it? It's so upsetting. <laughs> Everything and, scares me, y'all. Here it is. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing about it is if. <clears throat> okay. So. You know, stuff happens because we're on this large scale, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, it's harder to quality control on such a large scale because there's no, like, direct relationship between the provider and the consumer, right? Mm-hmm. The producer and the consumer. So there's not just that, like, hi, I look you in the eyes every week and I'm not going, I'm not going to sell you something that I know is bad because I value you as a human being that I see all the time and I want you to keep buying my product. Yeah. And I have to stare you down next week. (laughs) But when your product is being mixed up with hundreds of other products, like there's not that accountability. So what is the logical next step? Regulation. Right. Okay. So the thing is that regulation, I mean, okay, I remember this from my Starbucks days, right? Okay. I would come in, I would come in and say, this is the way that we're doing stuff. And the... Okay, I would say this is the way that we're doing stuff. And that my employees would be like, okay, but what about, you know, like I'd, I'd say you're going to stay planted in your position because this is going to make us more efficient. And they would say, okay, but what if somebody comes in and they want 15 different drinks and I'm the only person on the floor and then a car comes from the road and swerves into our front window and then that car is hit by a meteor that comes out of the sky and everything is up in smoke. Could I at least leave my station to go call 911? And it's like, no, you stupid. You have to stay planted where I left you. Even if the zombies come flying in here, it doesn't matter. My point is that... Humans, in general, are, like, pre-programmed to find the loopholes, yeah. right. right? So, like, take take Kendra's situation right now. Like, okay, uh, y- the government regulates the use of certified gluten-free right. or something that I know more about, certified organic. They R- regulate right. that. You can only use that if you are a certified organic farm. You have to pay to have somebody come out and inspect you all the time to make sure that you're following standards. Mm-hmm. Like, to get that label of certified organic, it's highly regulated. But just organic isn't regulated. Right. So I'm going to have all my packaging printed with organic on it, not certified. Or I'm not even the certified organic or the all natural labels tend to be like very holistic shades of green and right. like, you know, parchment colored. <laughs> and so now they're saying, well, I'm not even going to claim that we're organic or natural. I'm just going to put my packaging to um, look like, to look like yeah, and as everyone's green trained to think, oh, that must be healthier. Exactly, exactly. So that's the thing about all this regulation is it just, it really can't take the place of a person-to-person um, uh, agreement. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And if you're getting your your food locally, and I mean, I go to Walmart. I'm not saying I'm not saying. Like, I, I would love to be a member of a CSA. I would love to buy all of my produce at a farmer's market. But there is, like, there are three farmer's markets here. One of them is an hour away or so. And when you get there at 8 o'clock in the morning, it's all sold out. Right. And 
Another one is really close, but it, like, they have one person selling food, and it's mostly tomatoes and basil. You know what I mean? Like, there's not, you can't just feed your family tomatoes and basil. Mm-hmm. You need more stuff. And so I'm, I'm just saying that there's an ideal situation, and the, then there's what we got. Yeah. And we can work towards the ideal situation while also understanding what we got and trying not to get bamboozled by it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think um, I think that we, you know, we have to admit that maybe our food system, it's working precariously. I mean, how many people die a year of E. coli? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know what that number is, but I, I would argue that maybe it's more than it needed to be. Right. Um, and a lot of this stuff, you know, a lot of these changes to our food system came when, like, came before refrigeration, came before mm-hmm. um, food was real. It was when food was a really kind of like a haphazard thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, so they regulated it and the regulations and and then so like then refrigeration came around and made it easier to, again, kind of homogenize everything. And we didn't change the regulations for what was going on. At least that's my understanding of it. Yeah. So I feel like we had this small problem because of just the way that the world was. And then it, instead of getting better, it just got worse because the wrong things mutated, you know, yeah. like our regulation stayed the same while our food system changed a lot. And so anyway, all of that to say, like, I'm not criticizing farmers, like no matter what, they, I mean, whether no matter what they grow or how they grow it, like they're also functioning within the food system that we have. They have to, you know, and I'm grateful that they do because as we've talked about, I cannot grow anything but butthole tomatoes. <laughs> so like I, I I'm just saying, alive. yeah, I'm just saying that there are, that there are some issues that you just, to, in order to buy healthful food these days, I feel like you do have to be willing to do a little bit more research and um, know what to look for on the labels and know what know where your food comes from to the extent that you can, you know. And like I said, I buy my food at Walmart for the most part because that's what avail- what's available to me. Now, when we go on vacation somewhere, like my husband's family's from Illinois, Stephen's family's from Illinois. So when we go out there, there's like, I mean, like within 50 miles, there's like a hundred farmers markets and you go to them and they take up like three city blocks and, and it's all beautiful, beautiful produce. And I mean, I could just peruse for days and find interesting, beautiful baked goods and produce and meat and all of that stuff. But, um, that's not, that's not where everybody is. And you can't expect everybody to function on that paradigm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. there's those of us out here in New Mexico that, you know, where we, our farmers we, markets sell T-shirts and that's our, it, <laughs> and like cat sweaters, <laughs> <laughs> sweaters made from cat hairballs, probably, yeah, probably, and also where like the zucchinis that we get at the at the grocery store look like they've been on a truck for three weeks because they probably have, yeah, and that's the best yeah. that we can do right now, and that's one of the reasons I want to be able to grow something other than butthole tomatoes. So anyway, we've made like full circle. Yeah, we went from like trans fats to labels to like <laughs> the lofty, lofty goal of fixing our flawed food system. <laughs> Tell you what, though, it all comes together and makes sense. 
It does. Mm-hmm. Here's my conspiracy theory. Like, but I guess like all conspiracy theories, I maintain uh, theorists. I maintain that this has like a real premise. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm Tanya not insane. She's going, this is a conspiracy theory, except for the fact that it is all factual and it's true. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That's the only thing that makes it different from conspiracy theories. Yeah. I guess, and like, I guess our next, you know, we, it's so funny how things like kind of morph as we're talking about it, because I was like, I have no idea how this is going to go today because I have literally talked about trans fat so little. There was a there was a while where it was like what I thought about all the time, <laughs> and it's just been so far out of mind because I I guess in my mind I fixed it in my in my diet. I right. don't use trans fat, you know. <laughs> I don't use it. If I do, it's a very small amount of my diet, and I'm not worried about it. So I just kind of Sherlock Holmes it, you know, like yeah. deleted it from the mind palace, um, the mind cottage. <laughs> Mind shack. The, the mind, mind root sheller. Root sheller? You said shack. <laughs> I said shack oh, and you said sheller. You said shack and it took my brain away. by surprise. <laughs> it took right. my brain away. <laughs> <laughs> the mind root seller. Yes, yes. <laughs> but fine. that now it like, of course we somehow came around to the thing that I think about all the time now because I haven't fixed it because I can't grow anything other than butthole tomatoes. And, you know, if I had my druthers, if I had my druthers, I would have my own little homestead. And the only thing that is impeding me from that plan is my inability to keep anything alive. And other than my children. (laughs) Which if I had to pick one thing, I would pick my children. Um, But... Also, my personality. <laughs> because I was thinking about it the other day. One of the podcasters I listened to was talking about how one of the main reasons that she homesteads is because she likes being home better than she likes being anywhere. Like, I hate going to the store. I don't want, I don't want to do it. It's stressful. It causes anxiety. I, want, I don't want to go to the store, so I grow all my own food. And I was like, <laughs> I was like... I can never do that. <laughs> yeah, Tanya would live 60 miles outside of town and she'd be like, do you want to come over for dinner every night? Yeah. I feed you. I feed <laughs> you. I feed you. <laughs> like, no. You would uh, it would can be, I come over yeah, for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be coming over for dinner every night for a month and then it would be lunch and dinner and then yeah. it would be breakfast and then it would be, can you move here, please? Yes. <laughs> Let's go to Albuquerque. Let's go to Santa Fe. Let's go do all of these things and my poor chickens would be dead. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. The reason your children are alive is because you can pack them up I and can I can schlep them around with me, yeah. which is what I do. I sit here and complain all the time about how they're not very good sleepers, but it's probably my fault for schlepping them around everywhere. And they're like, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. No. <laughs> do you like being schlepped around? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he said, baby. Yeah. He said, I'm a baby. You're a baby. Yeah. He's, like going, he's going, yeah. Da, 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 he da. does. My kids do like being schlepped around. <laughs> Eliam, every morning when I go and get him, he's like, Mama, where are we going today? Like, That's my boy. Because sometimes it's, we're going to Lita's or we're going to the store. And other times it's, come on, baby, we're going to Texas. Right. So. He's like, all right. <laughs> we ru- okay, I'm we down. ruined my brother with that. We took, um, took him on a five-week vacation when he was a year old, and now he hates being in the car. <laughs> Aww, I don't we think, ruined him. I don't think that it's gotten that far with my kids. Because when whenever we go somewhere, we, I mean, it's always somewhere fun. We do yeah. fun stuff. It's not like sit in the back of the car for five hours and then like come and sit at the coffee table with us and 
don't do anything. You the know. coffee table. The coffee table? Come the, sit at the coffee table. The kitchen <laughs> table. I was thinking like just sitting around, like we drove five hours to just sit and have coffee with somebody. Oh. And now you need to sit still and be quiet. You know, like yeah. we don't do that. We take them to Dallas and we go to the museum and right. to, we take them to Illinois and we go to the aquarium and we see cousins and play with them. I mean, granted that hasn't happened this year much. <laughs> but Nothing's in, happened this year much. Yeah, but usually when we take them places, it's to have just a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know. They get schlepped around. How do we even? Oh, yeah, because I can't schlep chickens around with me. (laughs) (laughs) You can't schlep chickens around. You can't schlep butthole tomatoes Uh, around. But you can schlep these babies around, and it works out just great. Yeah. That's right. That's why they're alive. Is schlep even a word? It is. But Tanya would need a a little bus, a little old school bus that she could turn into a (laughs) mobile farm. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's got a greenhouse in the middle and then... Pastures in the back, sort of. That is sounding a lot like <laughs> Snowpiercer, like that yeah. that train, you know. <laughs> Except for we're not going to eat people. No, hopefully not. Not cockroaches. Or bugs. Or this bugs. isn't this yeah. isn't a Soylent Green situation. That's not Ooh. what we're talking about. But uh, who? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Again, morbid. <laughs> yeah, I did That's, take that to a different place. That that happened. Poor Charlton Heston. <laughs> but. Yeah, so, you know, I've kind of given up that. I am still thinking I would love if I could convince Dad to buy a miniature milk cow, but I would love that. Just a little one. I know you would. Jake, I've got to talk to you about this, though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, folks. We'll slip in some, yeah, (laughs) some secret, not footage, what do you call audio, audio? A secret recording. A secret recording. Well, Join see, our Patreon that doesn't ex- exist yet, exactly. and we'll give you this bonus feature footage. That's footage? It, no. <laughs> recording. What on earth? Well, that's, Why is that so hard? Well, that's something we've been talking about, right? Like, you got to put those little those little hidden Mickeys in. Yeah. Hidden Mickeys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do that again. Hidden Mickey in so that you can be like, by the way, we're thinking about like doing a Patreon thing. So if you want to know what we're talking about with these hidden Mickeys, then you need to join. You don't know what a hidden Mickey is? You need to join the hidden Mickey tier of (laughs) (laughs) the hidden Mickey tier. (laughs) There's the classic, there's the bonus, and then there's the hidden Mickey. Dana, do you not know what a hidden Mickey is? I don't think so. (laughs) Well, above the hidden Mickey is the butthole tomato tier. <laughs> I don't think he knows either. Just from context, I'm assu- I I've heard it before. I, I feel like it's really? just like Okay, so like at at least Yeah, from context I can figure out what you're talking no, about, but at least at the Disney parks and I think also in some of the <laughs> Disney movies, they hide little Mickey Mouse silhouettes for people to find. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. So like, it's like there's a one Easter, in the little mermaid. Yeah. See, Mickey to me, for some reason in my <laughs> head, is slang for like a <laughs> a surprise kiss <laughs> or like a slap. <laughs> and I don't know why that's, but it, in my head. Hidden that's, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> and so in my head, a hidden Mickey is like a double surprise slap in the face or, or a, a kiss. kiss. Yeah. <laughs> So the 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 so you join know, our the, Patreon. So <laughs> where we're either gonna slap you or kiss you. I was gonna say it could be either one. <laughs> English is my oyster. <laughs> In, oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> funny, isn't it? I did not think it had anything to do with Disney. <laughs> it, it did have something to do with Disney. So anyway. Hidden well, Mickey, yeah. a hidden Mickey earlier, I tried to say it, and in my head, what almost came out was midden hickey. A midden hickey. And, which is more along the it's lines of the like slap of midnight about, that we're talking yeah. about. A midnight hickey? <laughs> Goodbye, folks. This has been another episode of Everything Scares Me. We need to quit now while we're, I was going to say ahead, but we're way behind at this point. (laughs) So go to Instagram if you're not done with us at this point. Just to be clear, there are no hidden Mickeys or midden midden Hickeys Hickeys or any of those kinds of things. (laughs) Or midnight Hickeys. Yeah. We're not going to slap or kiss you. We're not going to do either (laughs) one of those things. Um, And yeah, so also rate us on whatever platform you're listening to this on because that makes the algorithm gods happy with us. (laughs) The algorithm gods. (laughs) Anyway, it does. There's some stingy suckers for sure. The the algorithm gods are stingy suckers? Yeah. (laughs) They are. Maybe you shouldn't talk about them like that. They're the real butthole tomatoes. Crunchy, not sweet, and kind of obnoxious. I almost said a butthole tomato is crunchy but not sweet and obnoxious. Kind of obnoxious. Kind of obnoxious. That upsets me. You obviously don't listen to our podcast, Jake. That's a direct (laughs) quote. I know. I do listen. I listen (laughs) so much. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you, and we'll see you later. Bye bye.